Well, hey there, sweet teacher. How are you today? I hope if you are listening in real time of this release, you are fully engaged and enjoying your summer break. Girl, you deserve it. For me, the kids are woo here at home. We're actually enjoying all of our time, but getting super excited about a brand new school year that is approaching. Today, we are jumping into part two of our Go-Getter's Guide to Teaching the Alphabet. And although it seemingly sounds boring, assessment, it can actually be one of the most rewarding parts of teaching the alphabet. And today, I am here joyfully ready to explain to you why that is. If you finished up part one, then you have some new mindset and thoughts about teaching letters and sounds. So now let's dig into the practical side of things, the part where you get to see the needs of your students and get to track their abilities all the way to the proverbial finish line of being proficient with the alphabet. Today, I'll share my simple system around assessing and rewarding students for their letter and sound work and describe my no-fail system for tracking this data and give it to you. Yes, I am going to give you a resource that some teachers have described as life-changing when it comes to tracking all of this data. Sound like a plan, go-getter? Well, let's go get it then. You are tuned in to the Primary Teacher Podcast. Now, if your job description doesn't consist of teaching little people to read, develop, succeed, and grow, you're probably in the wrong place. But if you do teach kindergarten, first, or second grade, well, you're what we call a difference maker, and you're among friends here. And now, your host, primary teacher, content creator, and little people fanatic, Tony Mullins. Welcome to a new episode, teacher. If you don't know me, my name is Tony, and I'm passionate about helping teachers find more joy in their career so they can deepen their impact on their students. I just want to say I love your go-getter attitude. A go-getter is someone who gets the job done and focuses on achievement. You are the kind of teacher I just love to surround myself with daily. Maybe we could move to our own island and name it the Go-Getter Teacher Island or something like that. Anyway, I want to ask you if this podcast really resonates with you, please consider leaving a review to share your thoughts on the work that I'm doing. I love hearing from you and knowing more about those who listen. So if you find time, please do that. In today's episode, we'll chat about assessment, which has a bad rep for the most part, but can be so, so exciting and rewarding when we're talking about letters and sounds. I want to tell you everything I have learned over the years to help it become a simple and enjoyable process for you as well. Don't believe me? Well, hang in there just another moment and I will prove it to you. Assessment is the engine that drives student learning. A man named John Cowan said that, and if you really think about it, that has so much meaning. In order to serve our students, 
Particularly in the learning of the alphabet, we must know and come to terms with how much they know so that we can drive them in the right direction. We need to understand if our teaching, if our strategies, our activities are really getting to the core and helping our students to internalize these concepts. And we need to celebrate their victories in learning. If you listen into part one, then you probably understand when I say that this is foreign language to our students. To many of them, they have no idea what a letter even is. How could they possibly identify them and relate that back to something they've heard their whole life, the sounds in their environment? So assessment, though it sounds boring and there's a lot of negative connotations surrounding testing and all that, Assessing our students' letter and sound knowledge should be fun for us and sort of like a private investigation. We teachers really have to investigate when our students are not learning something. We have to ask ourselves, why is this? Although I may have taught this for every day of the week last week, why are these five students not memorizing this letter when they see it? Personally, I really love the challenge in looking at my data in an organized way, which I'll share with you in a bit, and asking why. Why is this and what can I do to remedy this problem? Remember that this is a skill your students need to survive the rest of their lives. We teachers teach a lot of things, but if you are a kindergarten, first grade, preschool teacher teaching the alphabet, you can track your students' knowledge for the rest of their lives of the alphabet right back to you. It's really, really awesome if you think about it. So when we assess our students in an effective way and really track what they know, we can make sure they are making the progress they're capable of by mixing up our instruction, by working more in RTI groups or small groups, whatever we need to do, this assessment gives us the power to make those decisions. I also like to think of assessment as a surprising little gift. Every time you assess your students and see growth, don't take that lightly. Remember these foreign symbols and suddenly these students know two, three, four, five more of them. What an accomplishment. These are the building blocks of reading. This is going to stay with them forever and you've managed to see that growth thanks to your assessment. So don't dread assessment as this awful thing that you have to do. See it as a challenge. See it as a surprise and a gift. And see it as absolutely necessary to give your students the success that you dream for them to have. Another part of assessment that makes it more stressful is the organization of it. The first year I taught kindergarten, I had 27, at one point 28, students packed into my little classroom like a tuna can. And you can bet that year before I had an organized and simplistic way to track that data that it was a huge and confusing mess. Of course, I find lots of mistakes looking back to my first year of teaching, but of course, I have learned better and now I have a better way and I'm so happy to share that with you today. 
But back in that first year, I had all of these forms and all these different places. I would put this number and that number. And really, I had no idea on a normal day which students knew what letter and how far they were along in their progress towards knowing the whole alphabet. It was a huge guess. And maybe you feel that way right now. Of course, you know, in those few times of year when you assess your students, who knows what. But on a normal day, are you sure? Do you know what percentage each student knows of the alphabet? Could you say that, hey, little Jimmy knows about 50% or 25% or 100%? Well, if you can, that's awesome. And apparently your memory is much better than mine. But isn't it important for us to know who knows what? That way we can really tailor our instruction to fit those students especially when it comes to our small group instruction. That is where this is most important. So this is what I figured out after that horrible first year of pretty much not knowing up until the end who knew what. I realized that I needed to track student data as a whole group as an individual student's progressing knowledge, and then, of course, the individual assessments that I would give each time. So it's really three-pronged, and I'll tell you a little more about that. But first, let me tell you that this is already prepared and good to go for you, my friend, in a resource that I created called the Letter and Sounds Assessment Binder. Now, this has been available on my TPT store for years, but I am so excited to say it has been fully updated to include even more resources for you absolutely for free. But the free update is only exclusive to my website and the link I'll share below, teachertony.com forward slash letter binder. But just to give you an idea of how much teachers love the old version, let me read this review, one of many that teachers have left. Wow, thank you, thank you, thank you. I have been struggling with keeping letter names and sounds data simple to organize for years. You have done an amazing job. Thank you again for sharing this with us. Like I said, that is just one of the reviews that are left. And yes, I've always had this resource for free because I really believe in helping teachers. And whether that is giving you mindset shifts that help you be more joyful or giving you strategies and resources that make you more joyful, that is what I'm here for. So be sure to grab the updated version, which has a digital component to it now, in the link that I'll leave in the show notes. But when you find the resource, what you'll see is that there are pages that you print to put into your binder and there is a whole group monitoring, an individual assessment, and then a student progress monitoring sheet. So you sit down with each student and you give them this sheet of paper that has the random letters on there. And then you quickly go through and ask them if they know the name and the sounds of the letters. Now, just as a side note here, when we assess sight words, we expect our students to give that knowledge very quickly, very automatically and without thought because we want those things to be internalized. So when you are giving your assessments for letters and sounds, please keep that in mind. If a student has to slow down, think about it, and it takes them a few seconds to retrieve that letter's name or its sound, then they're not fluent with it. 
I'm a big proponent for helping students increase their letter and sound fluency. And that's something I've talked about in previous episodes. I'll link that in the show notes as well. But if you are assessing your students and it takes them more than two or three seconds to tell you the letter's name or the sound, mark it as wrong and just take note that you need to practice that one more. So after you have given them this student assessment, you are going to track this in two ways. First of all, you are going to track this on the student progress monitoring sheet. This is that student's sheet that you can quickly look at at any day, at any time, and know exactly how many capital letters and sounds and how many lowercase letters and sounds they know. This sheet also prompts you to create a percentage of that number. Universally, we understand percentages very easily. So if you know the percentage they know, you have a better understanding of the overall picture. So each time you give students this assessment, you can track this there on their individual page. That way you don't have to go back and look at the assessment itself. The numbers are there compiled for you. And it's so easy and simple to look at. This is a great tool to take when you're speaking to parents. Uh, It's something you can share with them throughout the year if you'd like along with the assessment results themselves. In addition to that, you're going to take just a moment beyond that assessment and student progress monitoring and add this to a whole group monitoring sheet. On this sheet, you will have all of your students' names and there are columns for each assessment date that you are given it. So if you give this assessment on the first day of school, let's say it's August the 1st, you would write that at the top of the first column and then you'll put each student's percentage score that you found underneath. What I like to do is when students have mastered all of the alphabet, I will highlight their name. That way I know the more kids that are highlighted, it's sort of like an endorphin rush for me. Wow, that's rewarding for me to see this whole page highlighted and filled up. I know these students know all of their letters and sounds, so I don't have to have that worry with them anymore. So from start to finish, depending on the abilities of your students, this whole process with one kid takes less than 10 minutes. And that is assessing them, adding up their percentage on their student progress monitoring, and then quickly inputting that information on the whole group sheet. This is something I keep up and easily accessible because if you're teaching kindergarten, letters and sounds are the hunk of your instruction. This is that foundational piece that we need to be focused on. So I keep my binder up where I can find it easily. And always I'm ready to discuss with parents very confidently exactly what their students know. I do use a system similar to this for sight words called the Rainbow Sight Word System. You can check that out if you like. It's something I've created. But this binder system is absolutely free and has been recently updated. So check that out. So this is how I assess and track my students. But now let's just take a few moments and talk about rewards. I know there are a lot of controversial ideas around student rewards. Some people believe that we are killing students' intrinsic love of learning when we reward them too much. To an extent, I do agree with that. But if you look at society as a whole, and I'm not going to get too deep into this, aren't we rewarded for doing our jobs? A student's job is to come to school and to learn. 
My job, of course, is to go in and teach the students, and I'm rewarded each and every day with our little smiles, which definitely drives my joy. But I'm also given a paycheck for that, aren't you? <laughs> well, I think it's a good common ground for us to say that students need recognition and rewards. When students work hard, we want to recognize that hard work so that we encourage that to continue in all other areas. I do not like prize boxes. I have used them. Sometimes I feel like I need to use them more, but I don't. But that's not the kind of rewards I'm talking about here today. We can reward our students in inventive ways that really hack into their interests and their love as small, small children. So I'm going to reference my new letter of the week curriculum that is very soon to be released called the Letter Squads. I've already had wonderful friends volunteer to try a one-week trial of that. I have loved their feedback. I'm working to update things to sit well with them and to give them what they asked for. But now I'm offering a one-week trial of that to everyone. So if you go to teachertony.com forward slash letter squads, you can grab a free one-week trial of what I'm talking about now. This is a daily digital activity and work mat for you to use in your letter of the week teaching and students will love it. I promise. I used this with kindergarten the year before last when I taught it. I have friends who have been using it over the course of this past year, even virtually, who absolutely loved it. And what I have done with letter squads, and this is something you can do with your own curriculum, no matter what it is. So although I hope you'll check out letter squads, if you don't, you can definitely still use these concepts in rewarding your students for their letter and sound work. So in the letter squads curriculum are built in rewards. One of the things that I like to do, and it'd be very easy for you to do this as well, is to reward students using badges. So a badge is just a little sticker that they get when they've accomplished a certain goal. I have used badges for many different activities and learning experiences. I'm trying to get more of those compiled to share with you. So how this works in the Letter Squads curriculum is when students have completed five whole lessons around a letter and they've been engaged and they really have listened well and went through all of that process, they get a badge for that letter. A badge is just a little sticker put on a card that shows, hey, you got this done. And when I used my Letter Squads curriculum in kindergarten in the past, it was the best thing ever when students got to add that little sticker. I cannot even explain to you how much they loved it. So when assessing your students, don't just think about my kids need candy or my kids need a toy. No, they don't. They just need recognition from you. So you could use a badge card kind of system with your students or just something to check off when you finish assessing them. Look, you've gotten a sticker on this letter and you knew that letter and wow, you're onto this letter. Use those opportunities after assessments to reward your students. 
Another more culminating activity that my students absolutely adore and helps me to continue to drive their attention and their engagement in their letters and sounds is something I created called an alphabet parade. So when I use the Letter Squad's curriculum before and when I'm just encouraging students to stay focused to learn their letters and sounds, I'm constantly talking about our alphabet parade. So I told my students when their badge card was filled, when they knew all of their letters and sounds, that we would have this amazing celebration of our letters and sounds called an alphabet parade. Now, I do have a complete planning guide, alphabet parade planning guide. I'll link in the show notes. But I also have free resources around this too at teachertony.com forward slash alphabet parade. I really talk this up the whole year through. And I even share pictures from past alphabet parades to show my students how much fun it was. So you're probably asking, what is an alphabet parade? Well, it's actually a parent event. It's a celebration of students' learning of the alphabet. And my students get to dress up. I assign them letters. And they get to dress up as something that begins with that letter. We have food around the letters. And we have all of these awesome and fun performances that we do around letters. And it's just the most incredible event I have ever planned. I've done a lot of planning and parents usually love all the events that I've worked on. But the Alphabet Parade is just something that stands out completely. It's one of those most memorable things that students recall from kindergarten. So another thing you can do or a reward you can consider is maybe not such a large scale event, but a party at the end of your alphabet study that really just encourages students to stay on track, to keep focused and to realize just how important this letter and sound instruction is. So I highly recommend you check out all of that. Think about doing badges or just some sort of way to track and reward and recognize students. And then also maybe having an alphabet parade or just an alphabet party if you're not interested in the whole big shebang, which I understand. But trust me, you would not regret it. It's so much fun. To wrap it all up, let me just remind you not to dread assessments, to really, really see them as beneficial, useful, and important to your students. And as a little gift, make sure you reward yourself when you see that growth. That growth can be directly attributed to you, my teacher friend. Love assessments and love yourself for what you're doing for those kids. It is absolutely amazing. Oh, my friend, that wraps up part two in our three-part series, The Go-Getter's Guide to Teaching the Alphabet. And I just have to say that part number three coming up next week is the most fun of all. If you've enjoyed this episode or the one before it, definitely make sure you plan to come next week and listen into that one. I cannot wait to share some new ideas, tips, and strategies with you to really get your go-getter side excited. Today had lots and lots of resources and links, so I hope you'll take some time now to check those out before you go on to the next busy part of your life. So, I guess this is the part where I say it. 
Until we meet again, go make a difference. Teacher friend. Teacher friend.